you know, I think sometimes we really want to be jack of all trades just for the sake of saving money. I had to hire Brandon. It set me back a few thousand, but it was so worth it. As minority, when we start business, we don't think about because we're so excited of getting a sale or whatever, but it has to be done the right way because I think some of us don't prepare for the blessing. And just like that, it's February 2023 and I resurfaced into the world. I feel like this year is going to take me on an adventure. So I took January to really prepare and to ease myself in. And you know, I was I was just talking to a friend of mine and she was saying something that really stuck with me. She said, it goes against nature to go hard at the beginning of the year. I mean, if you look around us at nature itself, plants, trees, animals, they're all in hibernation mode until spring. There's minimal to no activity until then because they are preparing for their year. So there it is. But don't be fooled. It hasn't been all chill and twiddling my thumbs. No, I have been underground working my tail off and I'm so, so, so proud of what I'm building. I've just launched my own business. Ah, it's kind of scary, but... Oh, I'm so excited. It's called Vibe Village and it will serve two purposes of being one, a boutique brand strategy consultancy really to help founders and brands of color and two, a talent agency for those high quality emerging creators of color behind the camera. And here's why. I mean, to say that it's thrilling that black women continue to be the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs here in the USA is an understatement for me. But as my guest today, Ulani Wilson and I discuss in this episode, I truly feel like the world of intentional brand expression is still so new and hasn't been deeply explored yet. And as a community of people, I think we've really gotten too cozy with lackluster brand presentation that does nothing to entice us as consumers to purchase the product or service in question. We should be pushing for more, better quality, better packaging, better service, better aesthetics, like make me want to buy your product to display it on my bathroom vanity, better all the things. The juice that these brands are selling could be incredible, life-changing, amazing. But if you have no brand strategy, I might never get to experience your product. I think of branding as a home, building a home, not a house, a home. Invite me in, make me want to stay. There were some really great, succinct data shared in the Black representation in the beauty industry insights report by McKinsey that truly spells out some of the reasons why all of this is important. Black brands make up only 2.5% of the total revenue generated in the beauty industry. Yet, we 
are responsible for 11% of total beauty spend in the US. That's a $6.6 billion. I'm going to repeat that. Black brands make up only 2.5% of the revenue generated in the beauty industry, yet we are responsible for 11% of total beauty spend in the US. We are three times more likely to be disappointed with the beauty options presented to us in hair care, skincare, and makeup. No surprise there. Yet, we continue to spend our well-earned coins on beauty products, almost 10 times more than white consumers. And for all of you new budding beauty founders out there looking for VC funding, well, guess what? Early stage black beauty companies raise 64% less in VC funding than their white counterparts. Now, I'm not saying that branding is the only reason why, but if you don't have your brand strategy down, and that's way more than a logo, it's identifying your ideal target audience, brand messaging, persona design, tone of voice, and yes, your visual identity, you're not going to be able to convince anyone to invest in you and most importantly, stay with you. So given that I've done this work in my past life at L'Oreal and I've created Vibe Village to help founders of color really architect their businesses into becoming desirable brands that people can't help but love. Secondly, I did also say that Vibe Village will also be an agency home to creators of color behind the camera. These are the people who are essentially creating and producing the brand stories we see on TV, in magazines, on billboards, in the video ads that you see scrolling through social media, etc. This part of the business is something that I'm really passionate about. Why? Well, personally, I do find that brands have been lazy. They hire the same usual suspects to shoot and produce their brand campaigns. I'm talking photographers, videographers, makeup artists, wardrobe stylists, everything in between. And when they do hire us, it's a novelty play. It's Black History Month, which it happens to be right now as I speak. Or social injustice is at an all-time high in the country. I mean, this happened when George Floyd was murdered. Many Black creators got picked up by agencies then got dropped two years later when they were no longer the flavor of the month. Or brands hire black creators to tell black stories. And okay, we can do that with our eyes closed, but we can also create beyond black stories. I could go on. And lastly, I just got tired of hearing brands say, well, we don't know where to find emerging black talent. Where are they? How do we find them? So here I am, Toomey Brooks, (laughs) just here using my seasoned experience to rebalance the creator economy, making our artists more visible to brands so that I don't have to hear that excuse anymore. I'm also here to help increase our representation behind the scenes at brand campaigns. But I'm also here to help you founders out there, especially in beauty, elevate your brand identities so that us as black consumers can't help but love and stay with you in your brand. So if this sounds like you, visit the website, itsvibevillage.com, itsvibevillage.com. Go to contact and drop me a line.
(sighs) So now that is out the way, the episode. (laughs) So in this episode, you're going to be hearing from Ulani Wilson. She is the founder of Planted Hair Care, and you're going to hear about how she has navigated launching a beautiful plant-powered hair care business. She's going to talk about pivoting. We've all had to pivot. And of course, well, I shouldn't say of course, but we will be talking about motherhood. That's an area that I haven't really explored with my guests in past episodes. And we'll talk about it in this episode, balancing motherhood with running a business. She is so disciplined. It's almost intimidating, but really she's been through a lot and she has a lot to share with you all. Plus her protective style game using her own natural hair is unparalleled. I mean, her length of hair is amazing. Her density of hair is amazing. She has totally inspired me to figure out what protective styling could look like for me using my own natural hair because I have not mastered that yet. So enjoy this episode. Check out Planted Hair Care and why not support them? Why not support this brand by making a purchase of at least one of her hair care products? I truly recommend the Ayurvedic scalp and hair oil. I love the natural fragrance of it, like love it. And you can buy it from mycurlid.com, a hair care online platform for black hair care products. And get this, by doing so, you'd be supporting a black and female owned texture hair care brand and a black and female owned online retailer with one purchase. What could be better? Enjoy this episode. So Ulani Wilson, wife, mother of three boys, guys, three boys yeah. in the background and that's all good. <laughs> she is, yeah. she is also the founder of, um, the plant powered hair care line, planted hair care. Um, and Ulani yeah. knows, she knows a, a thing or two about pivoting and you're going to hear about that a little bit later on. Um, just very top line, you know, she spent a bunch of time developing and testing formulas for her former hair care line, um, Ulani Solutions. And then as life does, motherhood knocks at her door. And then of course she has to take the decision to pause in her business efforts to raise a family. Um, and then I believe after a long hiatus, you know, she returned and she launched, uh, what we know what we now know as planted hair care. So without further ado, Ulani, welcome to the Texture Lounge. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, this, it's just amazing just to be on um, a platform that is woman-led, uh, someone who could identify with me, not only in work, but also in culture. That means a lot um, because, you know, in a lot of spaces, we're only one or two. It's good to have a platform that really um, dig deep inside of us, outside of a brand, just to get to know the individual who's behind it and how they come about creating it. Because we all know that our goals and our dream it does not happen overnight. It's just a process that we have to literally, um, you know, go through um, one day at a time, you know, um, and we fail in the process. Um, of it, but we have to come back and say, you know what, this is what I want. So I'm going to go after it. So just creating a own lane for yourself and just focus that and knowing that your life is just for you and whatever the outcome, you know, God had already designed it. So 
So some of you guys might remember back in episode 30, I interviewed Sandra Petroipa, who is the founder of My Curl ID. Um, you may remember that she actually recommended Ulani on that podcast um, episode uh, as someone that I should bring on as a guest. So I'm really happy that, you know, Ulani said yes. And today we get to, to have a conversation with you. But let's take a quick moment to get to know you a little bit more. I gave a little bit of an intro, but I'd love to sort of peel back the layers a bit more. So one of the signature questions that I always ask, that I sometimes ask my guests, is the meaning behind our names. Um, So Mm -hmm. I would love to know a little bit more about your name, Ulani, where it comes from or how it was, um, where it originates. Oh, my name was given to me by my aunt. Um, I'm one of eight kids. (gasps) I'm the second oldest. Um, Yeah, and my mom's close sister she was in the um, army because we're from South America. I came here when I was 10 years old um, mm-hmm. with my family. And I literally the first 10 years was in Guyana. So um, huh. just in case you guys, you know, haven't heard of um, Guyana, it's bordering Suriname and Venezuela. So mm. South America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, But it's kind of like um, included in the Caribbean diaspora. Okay. So um, a lot of, we say share similar of, of um, things like Islanders. So even though we're on South America, we pretty much mirrors a lot of the culture for Jamaican, for Bayesian, for, you know, um, and my great grandmother, she was Bayesian, you know, and moved mm-hmm. to Guyana and started her family and things like that. So um, in my name, in my aunt gave me my name and it means um, cheerful and it's a Hawaiian. Yeah. Oh. And I think it was the perfect name. I always didn't like it. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, Why? Because and, it was you, so you know, different. Child, you want you want the popular name. You know. Yes. Yeah. Totally. And it's like I I just grew to love it as I got older. And you know when we were going to school, no one would have my name, and it's unique. You know, mm-hmm. so I embraced it as I you know got older. I think yeah. that's a common theme. I find that a lot of people who have names that aren't traditionally Western or names that are mm-hmm. unfamiliar to most, we, you know, we want to have that normal, normal, yeah. you know, Westernized name as we're younger to fit in. But as we get older, yeah. we appreciate the uniqueness of our names, the meanings behind our names, yeah. the origination, all of that. Um, we value it as we get older. So I, I hear you completely, completely. So yeah. Planted Hair Care, your wonderful hair care line that I think has been around for two years or so. Is that right? Mm-hmm. About two? Okay. Why? Yeah, yeah. Tell, us, tell us about it and why you created it. I created the brand basically off of my own personal need for quality hair care. At the time, I was relaxed. And I'm, I consider myself like a OG hair care because I was in the beginning of the hair boards. No YouTube. We were literally cutting and pasting pictures in our bathroom, writing our full, full on blog detail as to what we were doing in like this strong sense of community. So I was a part of that pack. So mm. we knew that it was nothing out there. And it's like, we had to come together and share what, whatever knowledge that we had. So I was like, you know, why not create something um, that can literally treat the root cause of my issue. One of mm. the root cause issue I was going through is dry scalp. And my hair was just dry, brittle, split ends, you name it. I had it all. And it stayed at shoulder, shoulder length. Mm. Would really pass it. If it did, it was so damaged. And I probably was holding on to the ends. 
for dear life. So I decided to just take a Ayurvedic approach. And at the time on the blog, you know, women were mixing up their own concoction. So I just went out and just got regular ingredients like quality oils, quality um, like aloe vera, um, the leaf, um, yeah. henna powder. Um, in Ayurveda, they um, have a lot of um, ingredients in powdered form. So basically it's plant to package. So the leaf will come grinded up into powder form so you can create your own um, whatever it is to treat your hair. And I thought like, why not add it to the products that I'm already using to see, you know, how my hair would respond. And after I started doing that, my hair started thriving. It dawned on me that we needed to take a natural approach. Our hair desires plant powered goods in order to thrive at its best. And in order to treat the root cause of whatever hair issues that you're going through. So, and it was just specifically out of my need. And I decided to bring it to market because I literally want to redefine routines. I want to redefine how women look at their coils and have them embrace like whatever you have, like God literally took his time and designed it and you ought to embrace it. And sometimes I think that we don't embrace it is because it's not being treated well. It's not thriving well. So right. we kind of look at it like it's a problem. Like, yeah. oh, you know, I don't think I like my hair. It's not healthy. That's why you not like it. It's, I'm pretty sure once you get healthy, you will have a different feeling. Experience. So I wanted to bring it to market so women could embrace them and become their own hair goals. Because one too many times that we always tell people, oh, you know, you have a hair goal. It's always what you see on somebody's head, but no, you have a goal for yourself and when you the health that you desire to be in, you know, and that should be applied to your hair. So that's why. I love that. So what would you say your zone of genius is? I like quietness. I like, I'm a, I'm an extrovert. Okay. But I like quietness. I like to be alone with my thoughts because it has benefited me those time and quietness to deal with certain things that um, I won't say unlearning. Mm. The quietness helped me to unlearn a lot of things. It helped me to deal with certain traumas that I've, you know, gone through. You know, honestly, a lot of us haven't had the best childhood, but sometimes we don't want to talk about it. Sure. Yeah. You know, but sitting with yourself and knowing that your parents did the best that whatever they had, whatever resources they had to raise and nurture you, they give their best, Yeah, you know, but as an adult, you have to sit with yourself and sort out those feelings. It's never can be suppressed. And those are my, when I'm freely to um, be quiet and to think about stuff. And I'm a fanatic about ingredients. Like I'll sit there and read through like what, what certain plant does, how it affects your health and stuff like that. So that helps me, that quietness and that focus on whatever it is that I want to create, it helps me to literally put out something of amazing quality. So I guess in summary, your zone of genius is, um, it sounds like it's creating um, incredible, Mm -hmm. uh, super thought through ingredient stories for your hair care line. And, And in order for you to do that, you need quiet a quiet environment in order for your best to come to fruition. Okay. Got it. Super good. Um, and what would you say, what is it about you that makes you great at what you do, Lani? I think that what makes me great is 
I create a lane for myself. And it, it did not come overnight. I'll be lying if I tell you that to me. <laughs> lying. <laughs> it did not come overnight. I create a own lane for myself and my focus is always in that lane. I do get distracted, okay. you know, by the world and by the others always trying to manipulate and try to pull me off track. But I'm going to keep, I have a pace. Um, I have a goal and a purpose that God has designed and imprinted before I even had breath in my mother womb. And I stay that course, even though sometimes I wish certain things might go the way that I want it to, Mm. but I focus on marching to my own drum, staying alone, focusing on me, what works for me. Like you get distracted, you come right back. Right. Like talk to yourself. So Mm -hmm. what's special about me is I like to stay in my lane and I create you know, what works for me. Um, And it doesn't matter how everyone else is doing. It's about where God has me and what I'm learning, what I'm gaining from that process. How do you feel in this moment? One word to describe how you feel right now. (laughs) Oh, gratitude. Always gratitude. Okay. Even in my darkest season, um, I lost my mom January Mm. literally right after lockdown, February, Uh (laughs) you know, um, and through it all, I literally can honestly say I was grounded in gratitude, even at times when my, um, literally foundation got like ripped out from me because losing a parent is like that. That's the best way I can put it because you can't really articulate, Mm. you know, um, the, the, it, exact feeling. Yeah. But my, I will always come back to gratitude to just give me that firm footing. Um, because in spite of everything that we go through, I'm a firm believer that we can always find something that we can be, be grateful for around, mm. you know, so it's always mm. gratitude. Okay. So even in this moment, as you and I are sitting together virtually face to face, the feeling that you're feeling right now yeah. in this moment is gratitude. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Now you mentioned earlier on that you are an extrovert. How does that play in how you create or how you run your business? It's kind of like you gotta, I won't say balance because I like to prioritize. Okay. (laughs) So I will be the extrovert in the room when we go out, you know, I'll go in, I will do an interview, I will talk and, you know, get chatty but when it's time for me to know that I need to sit down yeah I'm away an example like with dealing with my boys it's like sometimes my day gets like so crazy with them and I'm doing one thing I literally tell myself girl sit down sit down so I that's my code okay I need to calm down just to know that okay I have to pull away it's not gonna be all the time I'm on outwards outwards sometimes I have to pull in just to uh, re-nourish, cool. to rehydrate, okay. to reset, <laughs> okay. and then go back because you can't do one always because you're going to be depleted. Got it. Okay. So you, you've you learned the balancing acts, sort of moving between being a natural extrovert in the day-to-day and working and networking yeah. and, and stuff. But when it comes back to being in the home environment or being around the boys, oh. it's it's about kind of pulling back on that extroverted energy and channeling some of yeah. the recharge yeah allowing them to do their thing and stop you know like allowing them to grow and thrive 
you know, because I'm dealing with three personality type and not always like, oh, you know, it's just like, let the children live. Yeah, I hear you. Are you reading any books right now? Yes, I'm reading um, Divine Disruption uh, from mm. Dr. Tony Evans. Uh, okay. You know Priscilla Shire, she's um, I don't uh, know also a pastor. That's his daughter. And he wrote the book with his entire family. And it's like standing strong in your faith in the midst of loss, like literally when the bottoms fall okay. out. Um, okay. And I love it because they each had their own, um, each child had their own, uh, how they were managing or dealing with or um, going through the process of seeing their mom sick and, you know, then eventually passing away. Um, okay. Yeah. And it, it, it really encourages me as an individual to, to know that everything in our world is going to change, you know, um, but your faith, it's eternal. That, that will never shift. So that, that anchor, once you have that, that's an anchor because everything could just like fall apart at any given time. Mm. You know, we have no control over like tomorrow we can wake up and our life's going to be entirely different. Right. But once you have your faith, you're rooted and you have a f- firm um, footing in the midst of any storm or hurricane, mm. you know, life, when life, life you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, okay. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about your personal beauty style, your personal fashion style. How would you describe mm-hmm. it? I mean, we'll get to hair later on. I mean, your hair's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Like as I scroll through <laughs> your IG page, I'm like, look at that length. And guys, you're not even seeing it's it in its fullness right now. It's like when this it's stretched. Is this is, I'm on wash day. I'm going to wash my hair after this. Like, this I'm is like, wash day wash hair? Are you kidding me? This is wash day here. And that's the power of quality products. So we're going to get back. Okay. <laughs> okay. We will. We will. Okay. Got it. So your fashion style, what is, what is that? How would you, how would you describe it? I would say just classic okay. and bold. Okay. You know, I don't have a particular style cause I don't find myself to be trendy, Okay. you know, but I love bold colors mm. and I like something that I can wear, um, like years later. I yeah. literally add this dress for like five or six years. Yeah. So they're the best ones. They're the best ones. You know, um, yeah. Okay. And uh, is there one insecurity that you had growing up that you have overcome that you'd like to share with the listeners? Yes. Um, I had three scars. I don't know if you guys can see, but mm-hmm. on my forehead, I was super insecure. I always used to wear bangs and stuff like that, uh, like, you know, to cover it and okay. things like that. And, you know, like after, like I went through like a period, like in my late twenties where I just really started taking serious, like doing the work on working on myself with why I feel this way, because it, it comes a point you have to sit yourself down and say, it's not everybody else that's going on around you that your internal struggles, they have, um, responsibility for it. They don't, mm-hmm. you, <laughs> yeah. you just have to gather yourself together or be gathered by the world. So I gathered myself, you know, with God, pure grace, you know, um, and I just started like working like, and then I was intentional. I don't wear bangs. I haven't had a bang in years. Really? I'm, all, my hair is always off of my face. Yeah. You know, cause I'm yeah. like, okay, it's there. It's like, what am I hiding? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. Awesome. Sometimes I forget it until someone mentioned like, Oh, you have a scar here. <laughs> but you know, quick, 
quick story. One of them was from me being fresh with my mama. Oh, really? I my lesson. Yeah. Wait, don't tell me it was like a hot comb moment or something. No. No, it was okay. A can. Something. I mean, oh my gosh! Now you will forever right. have you but will forever have that memory. <laughs> yeah, but you know, to me, it wasn't traumatic. It was just out of like I was being very disrespectful. Mm. You know, yes, she could Got handle it. it better, of course. You know, but it's like it teaches me. You know, to it's it's not even it has to be your mom. It's just a level of respect that you have to carry. For someone else, you just and yeah. not expect the reaction, you know. So, yeah. um, and just the way she was raising me, she was really upset, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hear that. Oh, thanks for thanks for yeah. that share. Thanks for that share. <laughs> not okay. to laugh about it. So I know promise. that's it. That's it. As long as you can look back and giggle, yeah. it's it's all good. It's all good. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've gotten to know you a little bit more personally. Personally, um, I want to talk about the pivot now. So. Mm-hmm. You had this dream to launch Planted Hacker, um, and then it mm-hmm. sounds like prior to that, you were lo- you were working on a on a brand called Ulani Solutions. What was your? Yes, that what, that was my first brand. So first brand. Okay, so what was the dream that you had in launching a hacker brand in general? Like, where did that dream come from? Was it from, you know, solving the relaxer damaged hair that you had from you know using relaxers, mm-hmm. or was it something other than that? It was wanting to bring quality to the market. Like, just I really feel women of color are always being handed. We get our money taken from us a lot. But in return, we're always handed off something of poor quality, something of less value. But yet their products, when you get down to their ingredients, Mm -hmm. it's very dishonest. Mm -hmm. It's not healing or restoring. And it's causing our health you know, um, affecting our health um, when it comes to um, reproductive issues. We have um, skin disorder because we we break out from the product. We have hormone disruptors that we think we in menopause, but it's no, it's the product that you've been using mm. that's kind of throwing your whole body off. It's giving you cancer too, even though you have a healthy lifestyle, but yeah, you're using that product. That's where you caught cancer from. Yeah. And the greenwashing putting things on the label saying that, oh, this is all natural. And then the last ingredient is that one thing that they highlight on the front of the jar. Yeah. And everything that is just so poor quality and also selling aesthetics. They sell you the aesthetics of your hair looking and feeling healthy. Mm. But in the when you lose the product on a long period of time, it's literally chipping away and deteriorating at not just your hair, your health. So I wanted to just bring... Uh, quality product that honors integrity, that respect uh, black women for all the funding that they give to the beauty industry and gets no credit for. So I want it to be different and just create something and show that it can be done. Mm. You know, it's just not like we're making this stuff up. We're not asking for something that cannot be done. We're not asking for something that is too expensive, you know, Mm. because it still can be affordable. Yeah. And, you know, I think what you've just talked about touches on what's, what we're seeing in the press more recently, right? About relaxers, you know, you know, using relaxers over a long period of time. There's been some studies that have mm-hmm. recently shown that 
that has had a direct correlation or a direct effect to mm-hmm. women of color having, you know, fibroids or reproductive issues, et cetera. So listen, I'm not saying that it's true. I'm not saying it's not true, but I think mm-hmm. it, it definitely, yeah, yeah. it definitely speaks to what you're saying in terms of ensuring that we're using the best quality ingredients, making sure quality, that we're yeah. being, making sure that we're being more, um, that we're being educated or educating ourselves on what we're yeah. putting, not just ingesting in terms of food yeah. or drink or whatever, but what we are putting on our skin, what we're putting on our hair, because mm-hmm. those things do actually end up being integrated into our bodies. And we need to know what they're going to do to our bodies um, as, best, yeah. as best as possible. Okay. So right before you started your family. Uh, can you kind of walk mm-hmm. us through what a typical day planning for your future business looks like? Like how busy were you? How much time in the week were you spending on Ulani Solutions um, before you started to... It's like I didn't have an on button before, an uh, off button before mm-hmm. <laughs> because I had no children. Yeah. I was home full time, you know, I was a stay-at-home wife. Um, and it's like I started working, um, doing like a uh, marketing um, rep for a dealership. So I would okay. still have like a lot of extra time because, you know, with kids, it's like, and it's like now that I think to myself, it's like, I literally miss like not having nothing to do. Like, like I always have something to do, yeah. but sometimes I have to choose not to <laughs> in order sure. to, you know, relax. So it would be like a mixture of trade show, um, keeping on top of um, website and just like, short-term planning, nothing long-term because it's like, I was just starting out. So most of the stuff is just like, I was winging it. I didn't ever have a business plan. I'm going to be honest (laughs) with you to me with you. Like (laughs) I was just doing what I loved. And it's like, I get my happy place was creating. And it's just like, I really didn't like had a plan, you know, for what I was just literally doing what I love. Okay. So, and so how yeah. easy or hard was it for you to say, all right, I've got to put everything on hold now? It was super hard, but I literally honored God's um, request to me to always prioritize my family. Mm. Um, and then when I was, uh, when I got pregnant, I wanted to really make sure that, you know, the first pregnancy I was doing yoga, I really wanted to make sure that I was doing all the things to keep myself healthy yeah. and prepare for, you know, nurturing a child. Um, cause my upbringing, you know, it's going to be very, because I'm doing this by myself. I don't have, you know, my mom like literally helping me and, you know, things like that. We were close, you know, we talk on the phone, but like I'm responsible for this child now, mm. you know? Um, yeah. So I wanted that focus on, creating a space for me to set a really strong foundation in my motherhood because I knew that I wanted more than one child mm-hmm. you know and you know sometimes okay. that a business can come at the expense of raising children and I didn't want that you know because I feel like one day if I look up and I sacrifice me being those first years um for my boys you know just to focus on business and ha- do that when they're so young, it's literally, you literally have to pick one, you know, yeah. because, and at times it, it's impossible for you to do cause you're tired. Um, and with the boys, I exclusively breastfeed all of them. Okay. And I also had three C-sections. 
So I was also simultaneously caring and nurturing and make sure that I remained healthy, you know, um, and I can say, honestly, now I walked away. I have no health issues, you know, um, because I took that time to care for myself. Um, Yes, I could have stayed in business, but I felt like, honestly, I couldn't do both. And I know from, for a lot of us as women, we're kind of forced like, oh, you can do both. You can do both. I'm like, no, I have to pick one. Like I'll, I'll say, you know, to my good friends, you have to pick a struggle girl. Pick one. Mm-hmm. I choose um, to set a strong foundation for motherhood and okay. also raise and nurture my children. Yeah. It was hard, but. It was difficult. It was I'm sure. And I totally respect mm-hmm. your decision and, in, in, you know, picking, picking one, picking one thing so that you can stay mm-hmm. focused, which we know is your, um, is the thing that you're self-declared that you're great at is staying focused in, in your lane. Yeah. So you picked a lane. So. How long were you, how many years were you out for? How many years did you put the business ideas on, on hold? I think it was about seven years. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was gone for seven years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's okay. And can you remember the feelings that you had during that time? Like, I'm curious to know what sort of, what words come up for you? I knew I would say to myself, I will get back to it, you know, um, and also I never stopped creating. Really? I really? never stopped because we feel sometimes when we sit something down, we have to completely sit it down. Okay. No, I never stopped creating what I had the opportunity to even fine tune my products. So now that when I relaunched Planted Hair Care, like my product is top notch, like not like it wasn't before, but I feel like it's on next level to me. I went in there and I refined it and I'm like, okay, it helped me to make it more simpler to use. Like, okay. This mom, she's busy. She still needs to care for herself. Mm-hmm. No, simplicity. I need to up the quality a little bit of notch with certain ingredients that I would bring in um, and give her the opportunity to still benefit from them, even with a busy lifestyle. So, and I would also create for close friends and family. Okay. Oh, I'm going bald and you're the only one I trust. So I'm okay, I'll create a little package for you. So I would do like little orders to them and just like little kits. Like, okay. Okay. Or I'll do like for the holidays. I'm like, okay, I'm making one box of products. So I would still create and still do for close friends and family, but not like put it out there, you know, um, in that in order to keep my skill sharp. Okay. So you went totally like under a rock during the seven years. You were still. Absolutely not. Still no, I was still I you were producing content. You were. Okay. Yeah. I was still producing hair content okay. and um, giving knowledge about ingredients base, what I'm using in my routine, yep. you know, the products from United States. I was sharing, kept sharing. When I transitioned period, I was changing what I was doing and how the products were still working. Okay. Being that I had a different set of hair, you know, um, with transition and natural, I'm going to be five year natural um, next month. Okay. So, oh, congrats. Yeah. In advance. Well, this month. Oh, well, happy anniversary. <laughs> okay. So yeah. seven years, business is on hold. During that time, you're testing, you're refining, you're making products for your family, you're creating content. When you finally returned full time back to planted hair care, what was like after, after all of that, what was the first biggest challenge that you faced coming back to the world of business? Starting off, 
I'm like, okay, I want to relaunch. I want to rename um, the product. I don't want it to be personable anymore. Okay. You know, because this is something beyond me meeting my personal need of hair care. So I wanted to really focus on not just a name, but just creating a brand of aesthetic that's marketed towards us. Not just like, oh, we marketing a, a, like an oil in a bottle with a black and white la- label, which I was doing before. <laughs> I wanted more thought into it. Yeah. I, wanted to bring, <laughs> I wanted to bring more quality product and okay. let my customer know, especially the ones who look like me, that we deserve quality things. Yes. And we have access and we have women that look like them creating them for them. Yes. With them in mind, with attention mm. to details and things like that. So um, I got branding um, from the Ideal Girl. Yeah, so she did my branding. And I just didn't want to put anything out there. I want my customer to know that, you know, it's just not you're getting quality, you're getting something that function and something that is aesthetically pleasing too. You know, yeah. and not to put a crazy cost because when you go too extreme at branding, all that can be incorporated with um, transferring that cost to mm-hmm. my customer. So yeah. I went with something that is uh, simple and clean and plant powered. Yeah, no, it is. It is. When I look at the products, I, I definitely I definitely feel aesthetically like it feels super clean, um, easy to navigate. Um, the branding is very clear, so it's attractive. So kudos, kudos to you. Thank you. So what would you, what would you say has been the biggest learning curve that you have experienced being a business owner, um, in the hair care world? Just know what you, you're not capable of doing your capabilities. You know, I think sometimes we really want to be jack of all traders just for the sake of saving money. Yeah. You know, and that's where I had to hire Brandon. It set me back okay. a few thousand, but it was so worth it. Because yes. look at the brand now. Yeah. And you're from the outside is able to say like, that costs money, good. but yeah. that was an investment, you know, instead of saying like, oh, I can do this myself. I can print my own label. I can, I can design this. No, you cannot. Mm. Sometimes you have to designate and, and, and just be honest with yourself. You're not, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Transfer it, you know, budget and figure out how you're going to get the financing to do X amount. Mm, so absolutely. we got our trademark. Um, I was excited about that. Excellent. So we're going to go into changing our labels. It's like a lot of things that I feel like us as minority, when we start business, we don't think about because we're so excited of getting a sale or whatever, but yeah. it has to be done the right way because I think some of us don't prepare for the blessing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. if you want to grow your company to a certain magnitude, you need to be legally sound. Yes. And that takes a lot of work. It does. You know? So I'm working on doing all the things that I need to do to build a firm foundation, not just legally as a brand yeah. and just make sure that it's done sensible and with, with quality and not just like put in together or we're scrambling when we, you know, I learned my lesson from like the, when we got featured in essence, um, I, I wasn't ready for that promotion, right. you know, and I kind of dropped the ball on the marketing with it because mm. I wasn't ready, you yeah. know? So yes. 
That's, that's really important is exactly that. And, um, the only brands that are going to succeed are the ones that are humble enough to say, you know what? And we talked about it already. I don't have the skill set. I get that it's going to cost me money, but it's going to cost me money in the long run. If I don't get this right. I want to increase like hiring quality people. I don't know where I'm getting this money from. I always say that, (laughs) but then it comes (laughs) That's why you got to put it out there. Manifest it so that the money yes. will arrange okay. itself. So I don't that know where this stuff is coming it. from, but it's coming from somewhere. It's and coming. We're gonna get this done, it's coming. Okay? Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like, you know, we've invested in doing product photo shoots. So I'm yep. not doing it on my kitchen counter. I'm not going to, you know, knock that because there are some people who have the eye and can do I'm, it. I'm not. But what I'm you're not. saying you is that you did. To yes. Hand it over to someone if it's not something that's in your skill set. Yes, just knowing that, say, you know what, I'm I'm not doing right by this. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Sometimes marketing is not your cup of tea. Sure. Sometimes you just want need to stay the creator and allow somebody to do yes. the marketing. Yes, you know. So exactly. Okay, I think that's a really good tip. So for all of you budding entrepreneurs out there, like I get it, budget is a thing. We have to balance that, but. Honestly, you also want to balance how you're using your time and how you're using your energy, right? Like if it's not yes. for you, it's not your skill set, you're going to be spending a lot of time and energy trying and then to- you get very stressed. Yeah. Because I learned um, from Yulani's Air Solution. Like I'll always say Yulani's Air Solution, it's a lot of failure that went on in the brand in itself, but it was such a learning lesson. I knew now what to do. Mm. I knew not to brand my own product ever again. Sure. I, I knew not to, um, I created the content for it, meaning like how the product works, the, um, education and the product knowledge minded, it's definitely mm-hmm. on me, but the print and how it's executed, that is not me. Yeah. So I had to say, no, you're not going to do this again. You're not going to do this again. You know, and then I have my husband remind me, stop being cheap, stop being cheap. Yes. Yes. So my husband yes. says all the time with podcast editing, right? So obviously I have a podcast mm-hmm. and I love the creative mm-hmm. side of it and the branding side of, you know, what, what does the brand stand for? What are, all of that kind of stuff. And when it comes to editing, it's like, that is so draining for me. And he's always like, yeah. go find somebody that you can hire to edit your podcasts. So I hear you. He's That's right. something that I need. He's right. He's right. He's right. I haven't, yeah. I have not and executed on that. a few things that I'm going forward that I'm going to need to create budgets for and just like yep. make sacrifices in order to get those reasons people to do what I need to do with quality. Yes, you know, exactly. Exactly. Okay. What would you say has been the most satisfying career moment for you so far? I really know. That's a tough question. (laughs) Come on. There's going to be a moment where you were like, yes. I was super excited about being featured in Essence because this was my first um, year back relaunch. It, it was like we relaunched November and December. They featured us oh. in the stocking stuffer. Wow. So I'm like, you know, for someone to really come and recognize this little brand. That's yeah. amazing. We didn't even have a press kit. Now we do. Now you do. Okay. You know, <laughs> so she literally came off of word of mouth. And she's like, I have this close friend that reached out to me and told me that your product is amazing. Mm. And, you know, she came in my DM and she was like, I'm getting ready to re- release this article, but I wanted to have um, some small black owned brand. And she was like, I went through your website and I'm in love with your product. Um, you know, if you can direct me to what product, you know, so, and I sent the 
leave-in, um, the deep conditioner and the hair oil, and she fell in love. And she featured a hair oil, that hair oil on the stocking stuffer. That hair oil. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So the scent, that sweet almond oil that's in there. Oh my God. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Just And all the goodness delicious. at the bottom. You see the little sediment. Oh, mm-hmm. It's the best part. Shake it up. Make sure you get that in. It's yeah. all the good stuff. Okay. Is there anyone that really inspires you in the world of business, beauty or not? Yes. I like, um, you know, Chemic Biologic. Oh, yes. Yeah. I just love that particular brand and the woman behind it. Um, And I just love that she grew at her own pace. Because I remember her Mm. from like way, way, way back when. And it's like now she's in Sephora or whatever. But all of that didn't happen overnight. Yeah. She was really consistent about the quality that she puts out. She was really consistent on where she distributes her product. She Mm -hmm. was really consistent in educating her customer, you know? And it's like, she was doing all the things and I can, from the person outside looking in, she was literally like in her own zone. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to, like, this is something I love and this is something I'm going to build from the ground up and I'm not going to care for the overnight sensation. Sure. You know? I'm going to continue to produce quality regardless of what other company came and went in target before I did. Yeah. So, um, I really admire that brand too. And also, um, Courtney Adelaide of the main choice. Oh yeah. Yeah. I watched her journey from YouTube around to, for a while. You know, launching a company, taking it mm. to public and eventually, you know, um, selling so yeah got it so like they really inspire me to you know you can do things like if you have a goal you can accomplish them and it doesn't need to be um what everybody else is doing it's like you have your own blueprint for what works for you totally and since we're talking about goals what's the ultimate vision for the future for planted hacker i just want uh my customers to gain um access of the product, you know, cause I think okay. sometimes people don't know certain products is around, you know, and that's why I really love my customer base because majority of my, um, new customers and my current customers that continue to stay with me, it's all from word of mouth. And they, they have this personal of, they transferring something that really, it's like our mom sharing something that they've been used yeah. and they know it work. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, we die hard. You know, and, and not just saying that, okay, we have to support it, but it actually works but, and it's a quality. Yeah. So I want to share it with my friend. I want to share it with my mom. So that um, intimate transfer of quality information that somebody needs access to. So, mm-hmm. um, and also to empower women beyond just hair care and, you know, because I do focus a lot on um, product knowledge. But I also try to tie in like prioritizing yourself, you know, you're caring for yourself. You know, if you can't function because you're not caring for yourself, how you expect to care for somebody else Mm -hmm. or whoever you're responsible for. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So you talk about wanting this brand to be accessible um, Mm -hmm. or more accessible. Do you think about product distribution? Is that like you're, you want, you're wanting to get planted hair care eventually into the altars and Sephora's of the world. Does that matter to you? Like what's your take on this? 
it do matter matter to me that you know to get into the Sephora's and the Ulta, but it's not that is not prioritized because okay. once you prioritize getting big too fast, you tend to lose value in what your purpose is mm-hmm. of you communicating what's a brand, your base, and your customers. I know those success will come. But yeah. it's not like, okay, I need to get in those doors or whatever. Yeah. My focus is to focus on what I have in front of me mm-hmm. and give my best in producing quality at what's in front of me. And as I continue to grow, I will get there. But it's not Absolutely. like, that's not like, okay, I want to get in these doors. I want to get in these doors, you know? Um, and then we're, we are working on um, distribution. We'll be linking up. Um, with my curl ID for our first distribution. Um, and I love that we're doing this first is kind of like it's a black owned platform and it's a space where women can go and not only have access to our products because I'm not selfish when it comes to success. I don't want anybody just to only buy my products because at the end of the day, the reality is some of your products might not work for some, Absolutely, you know? But I, we all deserve access to quality hair care. Mm-hmm. She really does her research on the brand. She does. Um, we had conversation multiple times before she even put my product on because she wanted to know who I was. Yeah. You know, what type of products are these? How are they created? Like, it's a lot of value in her creating a brand, not just to sell to black women, but it's curated with us in mind. Yes. So I'm super happy and excited about like launching that first. Shout out to Sandra Petroipa of My Curl yes, ID, guys. amazing. If you haven't checked out mycurlid.com, you guys have got yes. to do it. You've got to do it. She does. She puts in so yes. much effort behind the brands yes. and products that she chooses to, to list on there. Mm-hmm. So you'd mentioned earlier on that planted hair care is inspired basically by um, Ayurveda, right? Like Ayurvedic practices. Yeah. So um, as far as I yeah. know that Ayurveda is basically the traditional um, Hindu system for medicine. So what yeah. what inspired you to go that direction for, for planted specifically? What inspired me is like, I would see like Indian women and the way they, the practices that they would do to their hair and their health and they were always thriving. So mom, I'm like, let me look a little closer to what they're using. Yeah. And then when you get to the bottom of the products that they were using, it was not from a drugstore or it wasn't being bought. It was being created in their daily life. Like they would create their own hair oil. They would use plants as masks to infuse nourishment and repair a hair issue. The hair was, you know, breaking. And these, this practices, it worked. And then when you go and I do um, additional research, it's like there's been around thousands of years that actually work. So I'm like, it should, it's not limited to hair texture. So let me give this a try to see how it'll work. So, and from like trial and error and trying it and using, like, I'm still a big fan of henna mask. I just did a henna treatment the other day that I posted about. And it's like, it literally gives you a strong foundation for your hair to grow and thrive. And you get that through consistent use. Um, The product has to be um, formulated in a quality way, not just put one of the ingredients or whatever, but it has to be um, from plant to bottle with 
um, minimal um, type of preservative of all these extra ingredients Mm -hmm. that really just mask what healthy hair look like. So what are some of the go-to plant-based ingredients that you have integrated into the line that you love so much and what makes them so special? Maybe if you can mention one or two. Yeah. Uh, Aloe vera. Aloe vera. That plant, yeah. Aloe vera is is, because it's super hydrating. Yeah. And it also, over time, when you use a lot of products with aloe vera, and if you have scalp issue, you'll notice it will completely disappear because what uh, aloe vera do is super nourishing to the scalp Mm -hmm. and it also hydrated. So it won't, you know, have to deal with dry and itchiness and the plant is super healing. And and it's a quality ingredient that you can use a lot of in your formulation and the, the, um, benefits are endless. Mm -hmm. I also love, um, shakakai and Aretha. Mm -hmm. Those are amazing plants that I use for the um, shampoo because it creates suds, but it's plants that nourish the root of the hair and it cleanses your hair without stripping it apart. So that's the reason with the black soap shampoo, you'll see like sediment of herbs. So that's herbs you're still getting to actually clean your hair and nourish your scalp. Um, Yeah. So also fenugreek seed and hibiscus, those two works amazing at Thickening up your hair. You know, sometimes your hair, as we get older, it can appear more thinner with those ingredients up thicken the hair and nourish it. Um, mm. Yeah. So it's the ingredients list. I can be naming ingredients for days, but <laughs> it works. All works amazing. And I'm little, I'm not going to lie. I'm heavy handed with it in the shampoo um, because I think that herbs it, it, during the cleansing process is needed. And it helps. It just because once you're cleansing your hair, you're creating a clean foundation for you to go back in to nourish and hydrate your hair. And you wanted to do it in the cleanest, less stripping way Mm -hmm. as possible because our hair itself is super delicate and it tends to want to dry out on us very fast. Yeah. So I have used the the black soap shampoo. Um, I have it in my Mm -hmm. in my shower as we speak. And one of the things that I do really like about it is that a little goes a long way, right? Like you don't have to use a lot. Like I think the first time I used it, I put on way more than I needed to. And then since then it's like just small amounts and you get the sudsy. Yeah, that's why I did the the, the nozzle. The nozzle. Because I'm thinking also about functionality. If you do the nozzle, you're less likely to want to. Yes, sure. Put it on that spot and just. Yeah, exactly. So for those who are listening, who've never tried planted hair care before, if there was one product, one that you would recommend for them to start with, what would it be? The deep conditioner. The deep conditioner. Let me tell you. Dang, I don't have that. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to. That's something. (laughs) Don't worry. We we got, we got you. (laughs) I'm like, it's not one of the got you covered. Okay. 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 I'll hold you to that. (laughs) yes um the the deep conditioner um it's amazing what let me let me see i I, I brought it you don't have to bring it one right there okay 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 got it it's in a jar as you would expect yes that's deep conditioning is something that i incorporate every wash day so that's one of the products i use 
every wash day, no matter what, that and the oil. Okay. Um, the deep conditioner, I say, because what it does, it hates in keeping your hair moisturized, well-nourished. Um, it hydrates uh, the strands because it's water-based and it has um, aloe vera and banana, which is amazing together because it helps improve your elasticity, which is super important. I know a lot of us don't think about it, but elasticity is we're able to manage and handle our hair without it falling on the ground. Mm. So once you have a product that promotes healthy elasticity with use over time, you will benefit. And you know, sometimes after you rinse out your conditioner, your hair, like it's like all the benefits go with it. Yeah. No, it leaves the hair soft and supple and super manageable. Um, so okay. you can go into styling and you'll notice that um, after deep conditioner, you would retain moisture for a longer period of time, longer than what you used to. Okay. So you might get like an extra day or two of not having to moisturize your hair because it didn't dry out. Right. Because your hair got well nourished in the deep conditioning process. And I was going to mention it earlier on, but aloe vera, uh, generally I find mm. that products that have aloe vera tend to have a, a really high amount of slippage. So meaning that yes. you know, you're, you're really able to, de- uh, to detangle super easily. It's super mm-hmm. moisturizing. So when you're detangling with a product that has aloe yes. vera, like your hands and your fingers slip through your hair easily yeah and um, it, which is what you want and it stay moisturized for a longer period of yeah. time for example our hair gel and i created this hair gel yes. out of like after you know i didn't when i went natural i didn't um relaunch or whatever i didn't had a styler mm-hmm. like a gel okay and like everything that was on the market it was you know um like water base with, with chemical it, it wasn't like an all-natural gel so I created the our flax and aloe hair gel, mm. our flaxseed gel. It has aloe in it. So it's the mulch awesome. from the flaxseed and the aloe vera. And um, it create it gives your hair that like deep nourish. And you can do twist outs, you know, washing goes, okay. everything with it. And it functions as a gel. And because yeah. it has um, the aloe plant, like you said, the slip is like it's really amazing. Gorgeous. And it yeah. works as... You know, when you try to go into um, after wearing your hair in like a gel style, mm-hmm. how your hair can be dry, brittle and flaking. Yep. It won't do that. But when you spray water, it reactivates the gel. So it aids in detangling so you can prep for your wash day. So mm-hmm. all the stuff like that, I would think about to, to like make the product functional and not just on a personal note, but like as a mom and like how we're constrained for time. Mm hmm. Yeah, you know, like we need this to work and we need to be hands off with our hair. Um, So these products are not meant to be applying daily. I would tell customers, you're going to waste your product, first of all. Yeah. And you might over moisturize your hair. Yeah. Because the products, it's that quality. Once you put it on your hair, you can go two, three days. Like for me, I can go a week without re-moisturizing and my hair will be fine Mm -hmm. and not like dry and brittle and that things. Got it. Okay. Okay. So we got to know about you a little bit more personally. We got to talk about the pivot and we've talked a bit about the product ingredients, et cetera. I want to talk to you about motherhood because that's a topic that we haven't, I haven't really addressed in um, previous episodes. And given the fact that I'm talking to women of color, entrepreneurs and creators, like motherhood is a thing that a lot of us have to consider. Yeah. 
So I know it's a balancing act. You know, you're a wife, you're a mother of mm-hmm. boys. Like I said, you're a business owner. And then obviously there is Yulani as a person, as an individual away from all of this, all of these things. Yeah. Which hat do you find yourself wearing the most? Right now it's motherhood. motherhood. And I kind of threw the balance beam out the window because they didn't lie to me too me. <laughs> Let me tell you. They lied. They lied. They lied. Because in motherhood, it's all about prioritizing. Like, I remember when I was having the boys and, you know, they were so young, the priority was them at the time. The priority wasn't even my marriage. Mm. It was a baby. So we had to prioritize caring for this little guy that, you know, my husband and I are navigating new, new, new. So we had to prioritize our parenthood. You know, um, I had to prioritize myself healing from a C, um, from a C-section, you know, and just be focused on me and, you know, it's like you literally have to prioritize and I'm in the season of where I have to prioritize my children over my business. And I'm not afraid to say this, Mm. you know, they're still young. Um, my first half of the day is with them. It's not doing business. Right. I do not get up and look at emails. Okay. You know, I might, I, I get up and I'll just print out my orders and work on my orders between the breaks that they have. Okay. So I can have it physically, you know, um, but they're a priority now because they're so young. Fridays is swim day. I have to literally block out that day. Like I don't even cook on Fridays. Mm. Okay. So what is it? Take <laughs> out pizzas, something like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And or that, if I have enough energy, I might scram, scramble together something really fast early yeah. in the day, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, we, we have to prioritize them. You know, I'm planning to next year so they can be at school. So I'll have my day free so I can focus a little bit more on the business because it's places that I want to take the business that it requires of my time. Yeah. But um, yeah, just prioritizing, you know, um, your, your family and just not feeling guilty about it. You know, um, having time away, like I was, I got, I got away twice without the boys to New York this year. Okay. Um, and they're like, you miss the kids. I'm like, no. <laughs> I love the truth in all of that. I love it. I love it. I love talking we to mothers who are so real. No, I do not miss my kids. Like I don't <laughs> like, I, I need this time away. Like yes. they have me 24 hours a day. Like. Seven days a week. Like if I get a little bit of time, like leave me alone. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes like sometimes the boys can get overbearing because, you know, boy moms are crazy. The boys are like this with their mother because they're young. Sometimes my husband has to come and advocate for me. Like leave her alone. Like, Mm. yeah, she taught you this morning. She fed you three meals. Like let her breathe. Yep. Yep. I hear that. Do you, do you feel like you wished you lived more of a balanced life or are you content and happy with, with sort of how things are for you at this, at this point, given the fact that you're prioritizing the kids and you're slotting in the business when you can, like, how does that feel for you? Honestly, I'm very content with where I'm at, you know, cause sometimes you'll sit and be like, Oh, I wish I was there or whatever. But I think it's something to be learned in every season. And in motherhood, you learn so much. And it's such a short period of time because like the eldest one, he's going to be nine. 
other one is going to be seven. The other baby just turned five. five yeah. And I literally blinked and I, in my, you know, Apple on my phone, a picture just popped up when they, the baby was a newborn. The other one was just like, just turning to and other one was like going to four. Yeah. And it's like, where did that time go? And I cannot get those time back. And it's like, okay, I have to make a decision to be present or just to be miserable. And I'm not choosing misery. Fair. Create an outlook that helps you to navigate it better. Sure. You know, um, because once it's like this, you're going to be miserable. And that transfer on creating um, a bad environment for your children because they're going to remember you like, yo, my mother was miserable raising her. Mm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you a, know? that's yeah. a fair point. That is a fair point. So, yeah. And then also one other thing before I look, yeah. um, you're also creating a foundation for them how to handle life. Mm. If they see you complaining and whining and crying about your motherhood or wherever you're at in life, they're going to grow up into being those same adults. So I'm consciously of like, I'm responsible for how they act, how they look at things and how they handle life when they become older. And they're going to remember like, Oh, she equipped me by showing me. Yeah. Not telling me. Yes. No, it's like you're setting the the blueprint for them. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about identity because, you know, I've heard, you know, I've seen mothers, you know, around, I'm not a mother yet, um, but I've, you know, I'm around, mm-hmm. I know a lot of friends and family members who um, have had the experience of, and they've said it, self-declared that they feel like they've, they've lost themselves being a mother. They've lost mm-hmm. their identity, right? They, they experience losing touch with their identity. They lose their zeal for their hobbies, for their self-care, for their careers, their dreams. And now their kids are every, everything. You know, their kids are, mm-hmm. they take the place of all of those things. Um, how, what's been your experience there? How, how have you had to navigate that at all during this time? Yes, I've definitely had to navigate, like holding on to my identity as who okay. I am. Yeah, you know, because literally, I'll say you can get lost in the sauce of motherhood. You can get lost in the sauce of just being that business owner. Um, lost in the sauce of being that good friend. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think for for in our community, we tend to want to give women praise for those roles without realizing that they might be compromising who they are just to hear those. Oh, you know, you're good at this. You're good at that. But for me, I always say um, to women, allow yourself that, that give yourself grace and space to really continue to feel what you're feeling. Your dreams is still there. It's still valid. It doesn't need to be given up. You might have to sit it down. You might have to wait and sacrifice for certain things, but it definitely can be done. And also you like for me, I'll think like, I don't want one day that I wake up and, you know, when the boys are gone and, you know, that I didn't go after things that I want. I know my mom, I know I'm a business owner, just being able to sit with myself and being comfortable with who I am yeah, and saying like, okay, so if I didn't have these titles, how would I feel about me? Yes. And as yes. long as I go back to those center of like, okay, I'm, I'm pitching all the little hat and the accolades that you, the community gives me. How does Yelani feel about herself? 
And once I kept that for me of constantly going back and like reassuring, like I'm good. Like I'm good. If I was a mother, I will still be good. I will still be breathing. If, if I didn't have a business, I will still be good. Like mm-hmm. sitting with yourself and, you know, with our world today, it's like, okay, what are you doing next? What's the next accomplishment? Who's accomplishing yeah. this degree or whatever? Yeah. You can get lost and just be like, oh, I, I, I need to be doing something. Mm-hmm. No, sit down. You need to be do- sitting down, sit with yourself. <laughs> no one is in charge of your happiness. It comes from you, not mm-hmm. your husband, not your spouse, not your children. Right. You know, they're also a plus addition to what you should already feel happy about yourself and who you are. And it doesn't come overnight by you feeling that way. It comes by you going back and sitting in, in, with yourself and say, you know, am I good with this? Why do I feel mm. with this? Do I always need to be validated by people? You know, if I, if I feel like I always need to be validated, this is something I need to work on because people will fail me. People will disappoint me. So yeah. I have to navigate and speak to myself and work on that area so I don't seek out of validation first. Yeah. Just to focus all inwardly on what I need to do to feel about good about myself without people telling me, Oh, you look pretty today. You should right. wake up in a mirror and, and look without makeup. Like, girl, you look good today. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love everything that you're saying, but isn't that difficult when you're so busy? Like the carving time out for that introspection, right? Like mm-hmm. you've got three boys. They all have three different personalities. Mm-hmm. You're a business owner. You're also a wife. You've got to tend to your husband. Like how do you carve out time for yourself? I do it at night. You do. When everybody's sleeping, mm. I'll stay up late for that reason. You will. And that's why I got bags to prove it. Cause I'm like, <sighs> okay, I'm in a season where it's so busy, but I still need time for myself. I got to sacrifice that time. Mm. And sleep, I have to sacrifice sleep because I have to unload my day mentally. Sometimes I check out. I literally like check out, like I'm, I'm shutting everybody down. Just <laughs> Right. This is me time. Okay. Don't talk yeah. to me. I'm going to close yeah. this door. And it doesn't include a bath. It doesn't include something special. Just me sitting down or laying down and just like allowing to decompress, to, okay. to unload, to, to think about a thought that might come up or I might feel, you know, late at night, it's, it's like a pin drop. Like no one's up. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And th- the thing that helps me too, I don't have um, things that I like that I'm, that I know that, okay, I'm hooked to watching a certain show. Okay. I'm not one of those persons. I'm not on social media late. I'm not checking my emails late. So it's like, I sacrifice that time to, to do up here, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you'd be like, Oh, we don't have any time, but yes, we do. Sometimes we have to be like, okay, I showed up for everybody and I know I'm hella tired, but I got to show up for she. Yeah. 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 You know, I got to show up for yourself. Oof. You are incredibly disciplined. I have to say, like you are so, so disciplined. It's such an inspiration to speak to somebody who has days that are constantly filled. I would say the discipline, I I would say I got my priorities straight. You got your, I mean, same thing. No, like you got your priorities straight because you are disciplined. I love it though. I love it. It's, it's definitely inspiring. So Perfect segue to self-care. Like you've talked about mm-hmm. having time for yourself, like you're mm-hmm. unapologetic about it. 
But what what is your favorite self care moment? I like doing my hair. I would be up three o'clock in the morning to me doing my hair. <laughs> I don't have TV on. I don't have a show okay. watching. It's okay. just me alone and my thoughts. <laughs> I, it's it's so soothing to me, and that's um, something that I like to take pride in for me because I don't like wearing extension. Like when I transition is without extension, okay. like growing my hair out. Like, like I like to work with what I have in whatever state it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do my best to find contentment in what I have, whatever it is, you know, um, it's hard, but yeah. I always talk to myself and like, look here, like if you don't care for it, you might want long hair, but if you don't care and nurse your hair, you won't get it. So yeah. you, in order to acquire it, you got to invest that time into it. So mm-hmm. I like doing my hair and I like doing like, um, like skincare. Oh yeah. I'm fanatic yeah. about skincare. Oh, but well, me it's too. Like Tell me not about your buying products. Yeah. Oh. It's what? like um, I like to use, like create my own. Okay. Like I've been making like um, hyaluronic acid. Okay. Um, for my skin, and also I use aloe vera and turmeric. Turmeric's a good one. So it helps with any type of acne, and yeah. it keeps your skin bright. Yeah. Don't not lighten. I, I would like to bright. stress the word bright. Bright, not light. Two very different we things, don't guys. We're not trying to lighten. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. get you. I get so, you. Okay. And yeah. when do you feel the most beautiful? Yeah, knowing who I am makes me feel real beautiful. It's not nothing aesthetic. It's what's here. It's so. in the heart. Okay. Love that. hmm so I've got, yeah. I've got to ask this question because I, I always ask all my guests this. So it's like a, it's a signature question. So say you wake up in the morning and you wake up late, right? You've mm-hmm. got an appointment to get mm-hmm. somewhere by a certain time and you only have 15 minutes. What are you going to do? Or what are you going to prioritize? Makeup or hair? It's hair. Oh, hair. We're going to get this hair together to me. Well, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing in 15 minutes? Tell me. We are putting it up in a puff. Okay. And making sure that it looks neat around the edges with, okay. with a scarf or whatever and just keep it moving. Okay. Um, if I'm wearing it, but I'm kind of like, I'm always ready. Stay ready. I don't get ready. Stay ready with my hair because I'll twist it. I'll twist my hair. I love it. <laughs> I love it. She's like, I'm always I'll twist ready. It. I'll twist it and I'll pin it up in an updo mm. and I'll just tie it with a scarf at night yes. because I don't re-moisturize every night once a week. So I have a particular style any given time that lasts a week. So what we are seeing right now is your hair mm-hmm. in a twist out, well, yes. unraveled twist out that you unraveled like, what, seven days ago. So you haven't yes. twisted it so in between. It's, it's two weeks. It's two weeks old. So the first week I wore the twist. Yes. Like this hanging out. Uh-huh. And then the second week I unraveled the twist. So okay. I can stretch it out. Yes. Oh. <laughs> See, I wish I could do yeah. that. My hair doesn't look yeah. like my hair doesn't look great personally when I wear it in twists. Like for me, twists mm. is like a bedtime. It's bedtime prep. You know, I have to oh, like I, got it. I have to take it out and then, you know, fluff it up a little bit. But I think also it's trained too. It's trained too because like after my transition. I went through a phase of wanting to wear it out, but I noticed my ends were taking like a lot of hit from being out. So uh, my particular hair texture requires it to be in a protective state. Okay. Majority of time in order for me to maintain healthy ends. 
And that's why I resort to just twisting it up and just figuring out a way how I can style these twists so I can still look decent. I would say for anyone that's listening and you're trying to figure out how you can wear your own hair in, in natural, protective styles, and you're kind of stuck for inspiration, check out Yulani's IG pages and we'll talk about those because like yes. me scrolling through, <laughs> I was like, amazing. Like there are so many millions and like tons and tons and tons of different ways in which she's rocking her twists. Um, yeah. And, and I started to do style tutorials because yeah. um, my customer that reached out to me, they're like, your updo is so just nice, but and intricate. You, it comes from just twists that are not even like you won't even be able to wear those chunky twists down. But I yeah. figure out a way to style it and I just show it. It's super easy of just, you know, styling it and just yeah. leaving it alone. So Yeah. So um where can my where can my listeners follow you? They can follow me on Instagram at plantedaircare.com. That's one word. And mm-hmm. also um our website. Uh, plantedhaircare.com. Got so, it. And also like Facebook too, Planted Hair Care, all the social media, Planted Hair Care. I always love to revisit the same question I asked in the beginning. What's one word to describe how you're feeling right now? Gratitude again. Gratitude. Okay. She's still yeah. feeling grateful. Yeah. It's, 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 it's always, it's always gratitude. Like I said, like I'm coming from a place where, um, the pandemic, it was just like a whole lot of grieving, managing my boys at home, being thrust into homeschooling. Um, now I have a sense of a routine that I go by of managing them, managing my day. And it's just like, I'm just thankful for the place that I'm in. Um, I'll be lying to say that grief goes away. It's something that you're dealing with ongoing. But as you get to the part where you're managing and you see yourself thriving in the process of it, it's like you you have nothing but gratitude to say like, yo, God, thank you. Yeah. You know, like, thank you, you know, for, for where I am. Um, and it, it's a lot that went on. Um, our family changed. We're in a new state. And it like what came with it is amazing. It's like a blessing. Like God bless us with a beautiful home. We're able to, you know, be there for our boys, you know, um, and watch them go and thrive, provide certain things that a lot of people would consider a luxury, you know, um, for them. And that's just gratitude. Like, you know, we live in a time, especially now, that the the family dynamic is being attacked. And when you have one that is intact um, and protected by God, and it's just like, Mm-hmm. You might want to complain, but yep. you just stop yourself like, girl. It'd be worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Oh, Yulani, it was such a pleasure to talk with you today. I am so glad to have you as a guest now on the Texture Lounge. And um, I'll definitely be keeping myself, my eyes peeled just to see how, you know, things continue to develop for Planted Hair Care. I'm definitely invested. You have a beautiful soul, great energy. Yes, we're going to chat offline to me. Let's do it. I don't like the energy thing. You have a great spirit. Oh, That's what I like. Thank you. Thank you so much, you know, for having me on your platform and exposing my brand. I'm always appreciative of it. No worries. It was my pleasure, honestly.